like the last person that she thanked was like the reader and she was like you know blah blah blah, like wherever you are I hope you're happy and healthy or I hope you're loved and like whatever and I'm like oh my god like I think I'm BMSing (laughs) I'm just like really emotional so I wasn't BMSing I found out in July that I am pregnant (laughs) and I am not good at keeping secrets so we have already pretty much told the whole world at this point and that's great because I've been wanting to talk about it on here for a while and um, I also have read like zero books this month and I was going to have to explain that at the end of August if I don't end up reading anything. Um, I don't know what that podcast is going to look like if I don't read anything but we'll see. Um, So yeah I found out last month that I'm pregnant and it has been a wild freaking ride. Um, I actually probably found out very close to right after I recorded that clip Um, and I just thought it was so funny. I immediately was like, I have to reuse this because this is absolutely hilarious that this was my like, I'm crying over this like acknowledgement section in a book what is wrong with me? And it turns out hormones is wrong with me. That's what's wrong with me. So, um, yeah, let's discuss. So I've mentioned before, I think, I know that I mentioned in my like PCOS pregnancy periods, whatever podcast that I periodically will take a pregnancy test when I haven't had a period in a while because I don't ovulate every month and because I don't have a period all the time. So sometimes every once in a while I feel like I am having some weird symptoms. I'm having like different kinds of cramps or I'm like feeling differently and I feel like I know my body pretty well. So periodically when it had been like a couple months or a lot of months or whatever and I hadn't had a period, I would take a pregnancy test just to make sure. Um, I never wanted to be like, and I didn't know I was pregnant or something like that. So I would always periodically, just to keep up with things, just to kind of check up, just to make sure, you know, nothing crazy was happening. I would just take a pregnancy test. And every time it has been negative, I've been doing this for the last 10 years now. Um, My husband and I have been together for almost 11. So I have been you know, just casually taking pregnancy tests the whole time we've been together. Um, and I just, you know, I go buy one, no big whoop, take it negative every time. I've never gotten like a false positive. Um, I've never had any sort of whatever. I've never had a pregnancy scare. I've never had a pregnancy and then had a miscarriage, like nothing like that. Um, I've just always not been pregnant. So it's just like some weird, you know, period symptoms or phantom period symptoms or whatever. So I would take a pregnancy test just to check up on things. So I had been feeling since like, this is going to be maybe too much information. I don't know, but 
I don't ever care about that kind of stuff. So unfortunately my husband does and I'm really sorry. Um, so like around like 4th of July weekend, I went to go visit my husband and I was feeling like my boobs were so swollen and they hurt so bad. And I was like, oh my God. And then I feel like I had like a little bit of cramping. I'm not sure. And I was like, I have to be starting my period soon. Like that's the only thing that makes sense. And it had been a year since I had a period. I got a period. Um, I don't think I mentioned this because this was, this. I haven't mentioned this because this happened after the fact, but in the PCOS periods, pregnancy, whatever, which I recently listened to again. So I'm going to talk about that too. But, um, in that podcast, I mentioned that big stressful events caused me to have my period. So, um, my wedding, I had my period, I hadn't had it in several months and then I was getting married. And then all of a sudden it was like, here we are, (laughs) we are here. We were invited. Um, and then when we moved to Vermont, same thing, I was just like super stressed from the move. I got my period. I feel like my body has this way of like kicking in when it needs to, where it's like, I need you to do your job because I'm stressed about something else. Like, I feel like I've always been stressed about periods. I've always been stressed about babies. I've always been stressed about, you know, whatever. And so I feel like my body is like, hey, we are now stressed about something bigger than your body. So just do the ovulating thing and like, we'll, we'll hold this again in the next couple of months. So it happened again when we moved back from Vermont to St. Louis, which was also stressful because it was like in the middle of COVID. We have two dogs. We had to drive all the way to St. Louis. Then we had to go back and drive a, a U-Haul van all the way home because like I was like, we can't do this. Like I can't do this by myself. Like I can't, like we can't, my husband was like, my husband absolutely could not drive the whole way there. Um, I'm a baller and I could drive the whole way. No problem. I've done it multiple times and I've done it multiple times with the dogs, but, um, it was a situation where it was just easier for us to do it in two trips. And, but like, because of that, it was just like very stressful. Like we had a certain time frame that we were working in and we were, you know, half here, half there. And it was just a lot. And we did it by ourselves because of COVID. It wasn't like we could have like family fly out. Um, we couldn't have like, it was just, it was too much to ask anybody. So it was a big stressful move for us to come back. And so of course I got my period. So that's the last time I had a period was when we moved back to St. Louis, which was a year ago. So it was actually really funny when I was in the doctor's office for my first doctor's appointment regarding this baby. It was literally like when my period had last ended, it was like a year to the date. And I was like, It's like, when was your last period? And I'm like, oh, actually a year ago today. (laughs) And so that was like really funny. But anyway, so I, it was like, it's just like something about my body is just like, we're in an ultimate stress situation. So like we no longer can like deal with this period bullshit. Just have a fucking period. Um, so anyway, it's been, it had been a year since I'd had a period. My mom is upstairs banging every single thing that she owns. I don't understand why. But she is being a drama queen for no reason. Anyway, and all three dogs are in here. Like, they just think, like, this is just, like, comedy hour. So, whatever. Um, I'm sure you can't hear literally any of this in the background. But I always point it out because it drives me bananas in the middle of recording. And I just can't deal with it. I guarantee you heard Molly snort. So, or sneeze. Um, And she's probably going to go get a drink of water, which she does at an astronomical level. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. So... I was feeling like, you know, it's been a while and I haven't had a period in like a year. And, um, that was something that has been, um, 
it's been something that I have been trying to regulate, obviously. Um, I was doing so-so. I was having periods back-to-back um, every once in a while and whatever. And um, then at the start of this year, my husband got a job. And so that has been something um, that's been on my, like, to-do list for, uh, I don't know, probably the entire year so far this year has been to find an OB and, like, get my life together. But as I mentioned in that initial podcast, I am terrified to go because I don't want to hear bad news. So even though I know it would be good to go and to get the information, I kind of put it off. And my husband has also been, um, I've mentioned several times, he has been doing training in other states and he's been gone a lot of the year so far. And um, I kind of felt like I needed him to be with me. So there just hasn't been a lot of options. He's been home once a week, every single month, if that so it's just been a little bit hectic and I just haven't, I, I've gotten really close. I've started calling, um, OVs, but the people that I keep like reading about and like getting their stats and their information, um, I keep calling to set up an appointment with them and they no longer work at the center. So then it's like really confusing and I'm like, well, then why are they still on the website? It's really confusing. Um, and that happened twice. So I was like making the moves, but I just hadn't gotten there yet. Um, but we were really trying to like lock it down. Like we have health insurance now, like thank you COVID for this like life change that we've had because like my husband is in a really good company and, um, we're in a very good place. So we have health insurance and we can actually like figure this shit out. So, um, it was moving in that direction. I was dragging my heels a lot because I wanted him to be there because I'm stressed about it and I was concerned about it and whatever. So I hadn't actually gone but, um, I was feeling like I was about to have a period because I was like, I'm just, I haven't had these symptoms in a while. I haven't really felt this, like my boobs have, my boobs hurting is always a sign of a period. Like it's never a phantom period. Like when my boobs hurt, it's like, that's, that's what's happening. And so I was like, my boobs are really hurting. Like there's absolutely no way I'm not getting in my period. And then one of the nights that I was there visiting my husband, like he was asleep. He had to work or something the next day. And I like had to get out of bed. I was like reading or something. I had to get out of bed and like stretch on the floor. And I was doing like weird back bends and I was doing all this stuff because my back hurt really bad. And I was like, what the hell is my problem? Like, this is like such intense, like period stuff. Like I was like, what is going on? And so I felt like super bad. And then like I went back home, like whatever, blah, blah, blah. And my boobs like did not stop hurting. They just hurt the whole time. And so they had been hurting for like two weeks. And I was like, dude, like this is not like good, whatever. Um, I, that was pretty much it. Just that my boobs hurt and I had cramps every once in a while. And I was like, I don't know why this is happening, but like, I haven't got my period yet. And like, that doesn't make a lot of sense because typically I would have gotten my period by now. Um, obviously, I mean, I don't have a period ever. So like whatever, but typically with these symptoms, I would have gotten my period by now. Like I just absolutely would have. And so I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know. My mom was like, you need to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, I know I, I need to take one because these are weird symptoms and they're not going away, but I know it's going to be negative. So it's like, whatever, like, can I just get my period please? So my husband came home, um, 
that weekend and he went to the grocery store and I was like, Hey, will you grab a pregnancy test? And he was like, yeah, but you're not pregnant. And I was like, I know, but I just want to double check. Like it's just a thing, you know, whatever. And, and like, he knows like he, whatever. I don't know that he's necessarily bought them for me ever. This is the first time I think he's ever bought one. Cause I just typically buy them, but, um, he was going to the grocery store. I needed it. So I was like, Hey, I actually thought I had one, but I didn't. So um, cause I normally buy the two pack or whatever. So he went to the grocery store, he bought them or he bought one and it was a, like a, I don't know what even it was. It was like a small one that was just like the line test. So I like was eating pickles. I was eating a hot pickle. I had like, I'd been eating a lot of hot pickles recently for whatever reason. Um, because I was pregnant, I'm sure. So I was eating a pickle and like, it was kind of upsetting my stomach a little bit. And I was like, okay, like as soon as this is done, I'm going to go. As soon as this is done, I'm going to go. Like I, I, I don't need to go to the bathroom, like whatever. And so I went in and it was really faint, but there were two lines. And I previously, I have left all of them for the time being. Um, but I previously was in a bunch of PCOS groups on Facebook and all of these girls, it's so sad. It's called line eyes. And it's like they post these pictures where there's clearly only one line and they're like, I see a line. Do you see another line? Like, I think it's really faint, but I feel like I can see it. And it's so heartbreaking that these girls are just like so sure that they're pregnant and they're not, or they're just like so desperate to see two lines that they think they see them or they just want to see them or they want someone else to see them. And so they post them and it's so, it's so heartbreaking. And so I was like, fuck am I being this girl right now where I'm like thinking that I have two lines and I don't and it was really weird because like again I've never had a I've never had a positive I've never had you know any sort of anything so I was like what the fuck and so I was like Tom like my like he was outside um talking to my mom and I was like hey I was like I need you to come here and so he came in and he looked at it and he's like, yeah, it's two lines. You're not pregnant. And I was like, um, hun, two lines means that you are pregnant. I was wanting to see if there was another line. And he just confirmed that. And so I was like, um, and he's like, hold on, hold on. Give me these instructions. And he's like reading them and he's like flustered and whatever. And my mom and sister tell it like really hilariously because they were here. And, um, they said that he went back outside and he's like, I- I'll go buy another test. Just hold on. And he went back outside and like continued his conversation with my mom, but like she said he wasn't paying attention and he was just like really flustered and um it's just really funny. And so he was like, I gotta go to the store. And he went to the store and my mom was like, Didn't he just go to the store? And she was really confused. And so then like her and my sister were kind of like gossiping because they're like, What's going on? She's like, Madison, like go go figure it out. My sister was like digging around in the trash and found the pregnancy test and or like the box that what the pregnancy test was in or the bag or whatever. Um the, the, you know, the, like the plastic wrap that goes around the, you know, whatever this to keep it sterile, you know, cause it's like a, a bag inside of a box. You know what I mean? Anyway, not like a grocery bag. Um, so he got home and he just like beeline to the bathroom and just like hit it in the bathroom. And, um, I like waited until like whenever, and I went back in and he got, well, so it was really funny because I was texting my friend Tiffany And I was like, listen, I know this is not real, but I just need to like talk to someone about it. And she was like, bitch, (laughs) she was like, what is that? And she's like freaking out. 
and she was like she's like what is with the lines i need a yes or a no what's with the hieroglyphics like we need a yes or a no answer up in here and she's like tell him he needs to get the one that says yes or no and so he did that is what he got i didn't have to tell him um so i like i the i think it's like clear blue i don't know um so i am like peeing on this thing you pee on it and then you wait for three minutes and the whole time you're waiting these three minutes there's an hourglass that's just like blinking and it's like really awful because it's just blinking 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 and it's like the whole three minutes and then all of a sudden it popped up and it said pregnant and I was like what the fuck is this what is this um So I went back out and I was like, Tommy. And he was like, "Uh uh-uh. Like, he was like, no, uh uh-uh, no. And he, like, didn't want to come in the bathroom because he's like, no, there's no way. Um, So he came in and he was shook. And my mom and my sister were being busybodies in the hallway. And they walked past and they saw it. And they were screaming. And, like, everybody was, like, everybody was shook. It was so... It was so weird. It, um, I was like sobbing because I'm like, I don't understand. Like, I just don't understand. And so um, my sister did this like really cute Barry Manilow, like, when a man loves a woman. And I was like, okay, I, I get how it happened, obviously. But like, how did it happen? Um, so we still honestly feel like shocked um but essentially like my mom and my sister were like so excited and they were like crying and they were so happy and they were like feeling the things that you're supposed to feel when you find out you're having a baby um Tommy and I feel like we cheated death or something like we feel like we just won a race that we didn't even try out for or um we just like trained really hard for this event and then the other team quit or something like I don't know how to explain it and maybe if someone out there has been through something similar, like maybe they'll get it. I don't know, but it just, it felt, it feels like so, so bizarre because we for the last 11 years have not been able to have a baby. We've not been able to get pregnant. We've, you know, not done anything to prevent it. And like it just hasn't happened and we have resigned ourselves to the idea that we aren't going to be able to have a kid like we're just not that's not going to happen for us um my husband I think back around the time that we got married kind of had those feelings and then I would say probably about the same amount of time I have been getting myself to a point where I can accept if that's what happens Um, and I think that we've slowly been getting to this point where we were so sure that we weren't going to have a baby. Like it just wasn't going to happen. And, um, like anytime it would come up in conversation, he would say, you know, like when we have a kid and I would say, we're not having a kid. (laughs) And he'd be like, okay, when we have a kid, da, da, da. And I'm like, but we're not like, we're not. And I kept, I, I kept trying to use that language where like he would, he would say it so like matter of factly. And I would say it so like you know, we're not, it's not going to happen. And like, just to force myself to say those words and to force myself to get into that mindset, like it's not going to happen. So like, let's move on. Um, so we recently have had several conversations about adoption. We've had conversations about, um, 
adopting a kid, adopting, you know, it doesn't have to be a baby. It could be a kid. Like it, it doesn't matter the race. It doesn't matter the gender. It doesn't matter where they come from. Like we just have that, like we have, you know, we have the desire to care for a child. Like we have the, you know, capability to do so. And we, have the room in like our lives our lives our lives um and our hearts and whatever like that we just you know if we can't do it then we would absolutely love to have you know someone else's child like be our child like we would love that um so we've been talking more in that direction because um I kind of mentioned this in the first podcast, but I have never been super into IVF or anything like that. Um, I am not good with a maybe. Um, I'm not good with the idea that we do all of this, all of this work, all of this effort, all of this money, and then nothing happens. I can't do that. And I know that I would put so much of my energy and hope and dreams and love and whatever into that. And then if it didn't work, I would be devastated. I would be completely devastated. And I know there are so many people that do that. Um, I mentioned in that first podcast that my husband's sister did that. And she has two babies. And, um, like, I have friends that have done it. And it has worked for them. But I, I cannot. I physically cannot. And we've always said, or I've at least always said, that I don't want, I don't ever want it to turn into a situation where we hate each other because we have gone through so much of this where we have just had defeat after defeat after defeat and um we just like aren't the same people and we're like shells of who we used to be like I just never wanted that for us like he's the most (laughs) I'm fine I'm just like pregnant it's fine um he is the most important thing to me so um like the idea that we would do all of this and it wouldn't work out or we would do all this and we would thanks Jay we would do all of this and lose each other along the way like that just seemed not worth the risk to me so I've always pretty much been adamant that I didn't want to do that which might sound counterproductive because of how badly I wanted to be able to have a kid but I I know myself and I I know my limits and I just feel like that would be too hard for me. I feel like it would be too much for me. I feel like it would be too hard for our marriage. I don't feel like it would be worth it. Like for, you know, we would maybe get a baby, but what would we be sacrificing in between then? Like I just I just never felt like it was worth it. Um so you know, we kind of we're at the point where we were like, yeah, like, we're gonna find out, like, just what's going on, but then, like, other than that, like, we're not gonna take a lot of extraordinary measures to get this to happen, like, we're just not, especially when there are so many kids in the world that, like, don't have anybody, I'm not gonna cry through this whole podcast, I swear, like, when there are so many kids in the world that don't have any, it just, it seems unnecessary, like, I don't need to carry a baby that badly, and let me fucking tell you, Knowing what I know now, I definitely don't need to carry a baby that badly. Um, I would be more than happy to um, adopt a kid instead of 
you know, doing a, a bunch of crazy things, extraordinary measures to get it. I think that it's great for people that do it. I am just not, I cannot, I cannot. It's just not something that I can do. And, um, I know that that's limiting and whatever, but it's just not something I can do. So we had gotten to the point where we were talking about adoption and, um, we are, we're currently at my mom's house. I've said this before. We're still here. Um, COVID was a doozy and now the housing market is affected because of it. And so we are kind of trying to wait until things slow down so that we can buy a house. Um, because we're not trying to pay a hundred thousand dollars more for a house than what it's worth. So, um, we are kind of biding our time. Um, our plan has been next year that we were going to buy. So we've just been kind of waiting and then um, now we have found out that we are having a baby, so that plan is not expedited at all, um, but it is just a little bit more urgent. But um, that has been the plan the whole time that we were going to buy a house once we got back to St. Louis. It has just been kind of a waiting game because of the crazy market that we're in right now. And I think um, some of the housing costs and things, some of the housing stuff is going down a little bit. So we're hopeful that by the beginning of next year that we will be able to find something. So that's what we're doing. We're just kind of hanging out here in the meantime, which we're very lucky that my mom has a bedroom in the basement and, um, the dogs are really happy here and it's been really fun. Um, my sister's here and, you know, my mom's here and especially after being in Vermont for so long, it's been I mean, it's, it's definitely had its struggles because I'm used to having my own space and I don't at all like sharing spaces with a lot of people. Um, and it's a lot louder, <laughs> um, but it has been definitely helpful for us and it has been, you know, good for us to just have somewhere we can wait it out and that's what we're doing. So we anyway have plans to buy a house and so we were talking about, okay, well, next year we're going to buy a house and then we'll have the space and then we can look into adoption. So like I was, I was starting to, you know, Google, I was starting to kind of see what is out there, what we would need to do, those kinds of things. And, um, that was looking like that was like the route that we were going to take was we were going to move. Um, my husband officially starts his job in September or I guess like the end of this month, but, um, he has been doing a lot of like training and helping other centers and things like that. So he will officially start work. And so we figured, you know, with the end of the year, getting him like comfortable in his job and then the beginning of next year, like moving into a house and then sometime next year, you know, figuring out this whole kid thing, figuring out this whole adoption thing. And that's pretty much like where we've been. Um, Obviously, there's always, like, something in the back of your mind where you're like, well, you never know, maybe, you know, who knows, whatever. But for the most part, I think that we both had had it in our heads that it wasn't going to happen. Especially, I mean, like, <laughs> I am 30, like, it's just getting down to the wire, and we just, I think, both, we had conversations about it. We had, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> We've had several conversations. The dogs are all going ballistic too because I'm crying and they're like, what is wrong? Um, we've had several conversations about it and, um, you know, we've had conversations together about not having kids. We've had conversations with, you know, other people. I've, um, I have, 
you know told him how I feel he's told me how he feels and like I feel like we've talked about it a lot about the fact that it's just not gonna happen um I don't know Jay this is really inconsiderate I don't know that we ever fully were like it's done the end period um I think my husband kind of felt that way but he never said that um but we basically were at this point where we were like okay it's you know this is this is what it is this is our life so to be pregnant is something that we just thought wasn't gonna happen um it's almost like honestly I I keep trying to find like metaphors and things to like compare it to so that anybody can understand what I'm saying or like how it feels because it's just so crazy um sorry crazy is not it's just so wild um but It's honestly like if I had like a hysterectomy or something and then I got pregnant. Like it's not possible. And like that's a very strong, harsh like comparison. And I obviously, you know, that's not whatever. But um, I don't know how else to compare it. it. It feels like I don't have those parts and it just hasn't been possible. And so the fact that randomly... I am pregnant is um just like such a bizarre thing and so as of right now um he and I are still kind of in disbelief it's it's kind of been it, it feels like it's happening to someone else and it's exciting but it feels like it's not happening to me and he feels the same way he's very excited he's very happy um but I think the baby's gonna need to physically be in his arms for him to like comprehend that this is ours and I think that I feel the same way like I think that it's just like um how how is this happening and that's that's what I kept saying over and over I was like crying and like almost crying out of like embarrassment or crying out of like disbelief like not crying happy tears like it wasn't happy tears like I'm 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 over the moon obviously but it was more like bewildered tears like it was just like so like I don't understand how this happened I just don't and it's so like it's so it's I I just I hope that like you can just like understand from my lack of being able to um speak (laughs) that like how just like weird it is um but it has been something that we still aren't fully comprehending and every time we purchase something or every time we tell someone or every time we whatever it's just like is this happening it's it's like the biggest form of imposter syndrome I think that you could ever have like it just feels like we're lying and we're like telling a story to someone like it just does not feel real so we were freaking out and then um my sister's like well you need to take another one the next morning like tomorrow morning because your h i don't know my sister knows i don't know that your hg levels are higher in the morning or something so i took it i woke up in the morning i took it and (laughs) the night before it was like you put it you pee three minutes it'll pop up and that fucking blinking timer was like blinking the whole time i swear to god I peed and that thing popped up like automatically like less than a minute it was like boom pregnant and I was like holy shit so um I was able to make a doctor's appointment it was literally um the day after so it was I found out on Sunday 
I, um, I was able to make a doctor's appointment for Tuesday. So we went to the doctor and the doctor was like, it's very faint, which means you're very early, but you are pregnant. And we were like, what? <laughs> and like at that point, like I'd taken three tests. I've never had a, preg- a positive pregnancy test. And so I had three positive pregnancy tests. And I was like, dude, I'm pregnant. Um, but to hear it from a doctor was a little bit more, um, it was a little bit more, um, you know, I don't know. Um, so we were like, okay, like this is happening. Um, and I was too early for them to be able to tell my due date. Um, I found out, um, at my next doctor's appointment that I think I was like two weeks pregnant when I found out, like when I took a pregnancy test, I was like two weeks pregnant. Um, which is so fucking early and so random that I took it but it's it's typically women miss a period or whatever and so then they you know whatever and I think your missed period is like six weeks like you can be six weeks pregnant when you miss your period um so the fact that I was two weeks pregnant is so bananas so it was too early. Um, we had another doctor's appointment. I actually had another doctor's appointment last week and found out exactly how far along I am. I am due March 27th, which is very exciting and, um, very, very far away. And we, so we'd always said that we wouldn't tell anyone until I was 12 weeks pregnant because, with me having PCOS and just like things being the way they are, like it would just probably be better for us to not tell anybody. Um, flash forward to now when my mom and sister were literally in the hallway. So that was unavoidable. And, um, we told my family and his family, like as soon as we had gotten to the doctor, like I think we told his family, honestly, before we went to the doctor, but we told them like right away, like it was like boom, 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 everything, like instantly. And so like, then at that point I was literally only like, I don't know. Well, see the math is funny because it's not, I technically, I guess was more than two weeks. It was four weeks. I don't know. Anyway. So we told everybody and it's super early. I'm like eight weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks this week. Um, I should know the answer to that. I think I'm eight weeks this week. Um, And that's very early because I still have another month before you're out of the typical safety window. Like typically once you get to 12 weeks, your chances of miscarrying go down a lot. So um, typically a lot of people like to wait until they're 12 weeks. Um, I always thought that we would be able to do that, but I am not good with secrets. So I was just telling everybody. Um, I have my lovely nanny community and they were one of the first to know as well. Like I posted to them and that was really special and exciting and um it has just been like a whirlwind and we've just been I just want to tell every single person I just want to talk about it every single to every single person and I just want everyone to know so we actually um the reason why I am recording this is because we have officially told the internet um (laughs) I posted over the weekend um when I hit eight weeks I guess I posted our like announcement on Facebook and on Instagram. So it is out in the world. And I just, I kind of looked at it like, um, if something does happen and we were to lose this baby, um, I don't go through things alone. I have to talk to everyone and I have to get all of my feelings out and I have to talk and talk and talk. 
Um, I have a podcast. I don't know if you know, but I like to talk about my problems and I like to talk about my thoughts. And um, I know that if I were to have a miscarriage, I would want to talk about it. I would need to talk about it. And so I need people to know because I don't need to tell them I was pregnant and then I lost it. Like, that's just a lot. Um, and he has always, like, he this whole time has been very concerned because he just wants me to be okay and is concerned about how I will take it if something bad does happen. Um, so he's kind of been on edge and on guard, but he's like, tell whoever you want, like, do whatever you want. Like, you're totally fine. Like, you know, this is great. Do, you know, we'll do whatever you want. Um, so I was like, well, we're telling everybody. (laughs) And then, um, at my doctor's appointment recently, um, I, the heartbeat was like pretty high and I was doing some Googling and I came across a study and this could be completely bullshit. I did not really check the sources, but I did, this study pops up fucking everywhere. It's the only thing that popped up when I Googled it. Um, it's like every single option for you to click on, on Google. Um, but it's the study, which (laughs) I guess could be somebody fucking around with the whatever, but I I don't think that's the case. I think it's just like a repetitive, um, article, but there was a research study that was done on baby's heartbeats. And so apparently baby's heartbeats, they like start low and then they go high and then they go back down again. Um, around whatever, I don't know, 20 weeks, 15 weeks, something, something like that. They go back down. I don't know. So, and that's when, or I guess maybe it's 12 weeks because then there's like a wives tale that you can tell if you're having a boy or a girl based on the heartbeat because if it's like high it's one thing if it's low it's one thing something so I guess it goes back down at a certain point but I'm in this like Facebook group with all of these girls who are also due in March and um they were somebody was asking about the heartbeat and people were talking about the, the heartbeat and mine was higher than what a lot of these people were posting mine was 166 which is not high Um, but a lot of these girls were posting lower heartbeats. And so I was like, wait a minute. And like, some of them were posting like 170, 180, whatever. Um, but I was like, wait a minute. And I kind of freaked out because I was like, wait, is this too fast? Is there something wrong with this? Like, I don't know. Um, and I found this article that said that if your baby has a heartbeat of 150 or above when you're seven weeks, which is what I was at my doctor's appointment, um, then the likelihood of you having a completely normal pregnancy is very high. Um, I didn't read past that. Honestly, I don't care. Um, but for some reason that like really reassured me. So this could be a totally bullshit article. This could be a situation like where somebody, uh, made up a fake study and said that, um, vaccines cause autism, which they don't, by the way, go get fucking vaccinated, please. Um, but it was just like this reassurance that I needed to just like be okay. Like I just feel confident that this will be fine and I'm not going to lose this baby. And obviously if I do, then there will be another podcast about that because a bitch is not going through a miscarriage alone. So you all are going to get to hear me cry again. (laughs) Um, but I just feel like, I don't know. It just reassured me and it just made me feel like this is going to be totally fine. Like this kid has a kick and heartbeat and it's doing great. And so 
we're good. And so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, we're going to post it on fucking Instagram and Facebook and whatever. Um, I also am going to one of my cousin's baby showers next weekend. And I um, know that because my grandma knows that um, everyone will know once we're there. And I would rather me get to tell everybody than her. So nothing against my grandma. But um, I just would rather me get to be the one to share the news instead of people just finding out through the grapevine. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, again, if something bad happens, then, you know, I, um, I, I, I've heard, I've heard people say, you know, it's a loss for other people too. Like, cause other people cared about this baby too. And that's fine. But ultimately like your loss is nothing compared to mine. Like me and Tommy are the ones that are losing something. You know, my mom will be really upset. My mom's really excited. My sister's really excited. Like they're gaining a family member too. Like they're very excited. This is going to be like a very big deal for them. But ultimately we're the only ones that are losing something. And like everyone else, like we'll move on. You're not going to mourn my baby. Like you're not going to be, you know, um, you're not going to think about it every you know, August, blah, 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 or September, blah, blah, blah. You're like, you're not gonna, it's not gonna have that lasting effect on you. Like, you might be sad, you might feel bad for us, but it's more feeling bad for us. You know, this baby means nothing to anyone else right now, the way that it does to Tommy and I. So, um, I kind of look at it like, I'm sorry that I shared it, but, um, this is life. This is what happens. And I don't think people talk about miscarriage enough. So let me spam your timeline real quick and tell you, I had a miscarriage. I mean, I don't actually think, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I would post it like that on Facebook or Instagram or something, but, um, I do think that I would be open about it. So, and like people would eventually be like, well, what happened? Like there's no baby. Um, so I kind of feel like it's ours to lose at this point, which might sound terrible. Um, I don't know if that was a good whatever, but I just think it's like, you know, we want to talk about it. Tommy doesn't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. Tommy doesn't care. Um, Tommy will talk or not talk about it. He is team Sam. So I want to talk about it. And so we're talking about it. And, um, that is that it's out in the world right now. And it is super weird and we've had nothing but amazing things said to us and um we've you know people around us that we care about have said you know nothing but kind things so thank you if you're listening because I know that you're one of them um but it has just been such a whirlwind and it's been so surreal I don't know if it's surreal unreal I don't know what the word is but it has just been that it has been immensely gratifying and it has been so banana sandwich like something like I can't even explain um and so here we are we are at this point where we are we've told people it is out there in the world we are having a baby and that's that So before I talk directly about how this pregnancy is going, I wanted to touch on a couple of things. So one, I obviously already talked about the fact that I was crying over an acknowledgement section in a book. Um, Two, I was crying about a couple things. Um, I remember I was telling my mom and my sister about 
um, Heartstopper, and I was talking about how, um, I think Nick is his name in Heartstopper, where he has always pretty much liked girls, but then he has him, he finds himself, like, having feelings for this boy, and, um, he's, like, it's so sad and so sweet, because he's, like, this big rugby dude, and he is so adorable, and he is, like, at home Googling, like, I like girls, but I think I like a guy. How do I know if I'm gay? He's, like, Googling all of this stuff, and it's, like, tearing him apart. And then he goes to bed, and he's curled up in a ball, and he was, like, someone help me. And I was, like, crying when I was telling them. I was, like, it made me so emotional. And, like, I think there were, I don't know, there were just a couple other moments. Um, I think I had a breakdown um, with my husband. I think over the phone I had a breakdown where I just, like, lost my shit, and I was crying. And um, it was a little unnecessary. Um, but it's funny because I'm kind of just an emotional wreck anyway. I, it's just like kind of my thing. Um, so me crying over a book is not crazy and me crying because my husband has been gone for a month is also not crazy. So it all just was, um, you know, maybe obvious to us now looking back at it, but it definitely was kind of par for the course it was not that crazy for me to be crying about something like that um and the other thing um so I well I guess two things so one I recently um Cheyenne from the challenge and from teen mom um she started a podcast with her sister and her cousin and I was like, oh, this is great because it's a little different from maybe what I normally listen to because all three of them are black. But I was like, um, it's very much similar to things I listen to because I like listening to celebrity podcasts and um, whatever. So I was like, you know, this maybe she'll have the have like fresh takes on things, you know, whatever. Maybe I'll learn something from them. Like this would be great. So I downloaded it. It's called Think Out Loud. And, um, I was listening and Cheyenne just had another baby. And so it's been a little baby heavy. And I was like, oh, this is kind of great. Like this is perfect. Um, so I listened to her delivery podcast and it was so interesting. It was so interesting and in like almost like informative and just like some of the things that like, um, her boyfriend was doing, I feel like are things that like Tommy, I can see doing and stuff like that. Um, like him, like freaking out over the size of the epidural needle and stuff like that. Like, I don't need you to be making noises about how big this needle is. I need you to just like shut the fuck up and just like stand there. Um, so I think that, um, it was just like, it was like enough like information, but it was also like, just like relatable, even though I obviously haven't been in this situation yet. And so I just felt like I learned a decent amount from it. Um, I mean, it's not like she goes to detail, but just like, there's just like things that she talks about that I'm just like, okay, well, I've just, I don't know. I've, I've never, I've never seen a baby. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen a baby. I've never seen a baby delivered. I've never been in that situation. I don't have like close friends that have had babies. Um, I don't have, you know, siblings or, you know, cousins that I'm super close to that have had babies. So I just have never been in that circle to know like really the nitty gritty of what happens. Um, so it was the nitty gritty of what happens and it's a little, it's like a lot, but it was definitely worth it. And then like listening to, she did another one about postpartum and like the, the fourth trimester, 
which was also super interesting. Um, so I actually made Tommy listen to the delivery one because I was like, I just feel like this is like a good podcast for you to listen to. So he listened to it and he agreed like it was very interesting and you know, whatever. So, um, I recommend that if you're pregnant or not pregnant or want to be pregnant someday, it was very interesting. Um, and then also I did go back, um, Tommy told me that he went back and listened to my PCOS periods and pregnancy podcast, which was my seventh podcast I ever did. Like me getting this into your face about my life on my seventh ever podcast. So I'm at like 77 now. So 70 podcasts ago, I was telling you all about my vagina and, um, he was like, I think you should go back and listen to it because I got really teared up like a lot, like listening to it. And so I went back and listened to it and it is so funny. And also like I was sobbing listening because I was crying in the podcast, of course. And, um, it's just funny. I, well, I'm going to put a clip in, um, about me thinking I never would get pregnant um, because I think it's cute if I can get it. If not, then you're going to have to disregard what I'm going to say in my next clip. But, um, I also think it's really funny because at one point in the podcast, I was talking about how there were a lot of, um, nannies that I followed on social media and they would get pregnant and I felt like they were really negative. Um, I felt like they were super frustrated that they were pregnant and they were just like posting, um, just like a lot of like really negative things. And I was like, you know, like this just doesn't seem like they appreciate that they're pregnant at all. Like it just doesn't seem like they appreciate it. And, um, I have always tried to be someone that was positive and happy and supportive if someone was pregnant. And I never wanted to be like this bitter, like, oh, you're pregnant and I'm not kind of thing. Um, so I feel like I've always done a good job about that. But what I, I'm not technically good with is when people I feel like take for granted something that not everybody can have and so a lot of those people rubbed me the wrong way and so I would stop following them and whatever and I don't regret that at all I don't miss those people I don't whatever like that doesn't affect me at all um I will say being pregnant I have a little bit of a different point of view now and I feel like I was just like on a high horse when I was saying that um I do feel like my complaining is different, but I'll get to that in a minute. I want to play this clip of me from that podcast. And again, if not, then keep going. It happened and um, it's it's kind of getting to the point. I'm going to cry again. I'm really sorry. Um, it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, is it going to happen? Because it hasn't. And, um, it's, it, it, it kind of gets to the point where it's, it's, it's maybe just easier to just stop wanting it to happen. Um, it's maybe just easier to talk about it like it's not going to happen. Okay, so if that didn't just work out, then it disregard that. And, um, if it did work out, then... I just think it's funny to like listen to how I used to feel or how I felt and like that is why it's so difficult for us to like comprehend that this is happening because like it was like it was we really thought you know like it's just not it's just not gonna happen and that's gonna have to be okay 
anyway, so this pregnancy, um, my mom was like, oh yeah, like I didn't have morning sickness with any of you kids. And my grandma was like, I didn't have morning sickness, blah, 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 blah. Well, they just like saved it for me, I guess. Um, so we found out I was pregnant and then that weekend we went to, um, Kansas city, which took my sister to Kansas city for her graduation trip. And I think I was eating pretty normally that week. And then, um, that weekend we went and we, you know, we were eating out in like fun restaurants and things like that. And I hate vegetables. I'm very picky. I don't like vegetables. I eat like green beans and like, that's it. Like, I just don't, like I'll eat like salad lettuce, but I don't like salad. Um, I just, I don't like vegetables. Okay. So we went to a steakhouse and I normally get like fries and a potato because I am a starch queen. And instead, I got a potato and steamed broccoli and carrots. I know. Who is she? We don't know her. I didn't eat a lot of them because I don't, not only do I not like vegetables, but I don't like cooked vegetables. Like, I will eat raw vegetables. I will eat raw carrots if I have to, but like, oh God. So that was gross. It almost grossed me out thinking about it now. But anyway, um, and then the next night we went out, I got asparagus with my food. And so like, I was like actively trying. I was like, I'm going to eat healthy. Like I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. Like whatever. Um, I had been, I feel like I had been eating less. Um, I feel like I didn't have like a super big appetite. I was like, not really, um, I wasn't like finishing things and like, I fucking eat like I'm 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 not ever shy about eating so um if I get something I pretty much eat like the whole thing like I'm not like bringing a box home and like whatever very rarely um and so like when we would go out like it's like you know you eat all your food I don't know whatever um but I, I wasn't doing that um and I was eating like a lot of snacks like um I take this, like, shake in the morning. I really like it. It's just, like, become, like, my coffee in the morning. And I've never drank coffee, so this has been, like, a fun little, like, it's, like, a treat, but it is protein. It's, like, a protein shake, but it tastes good. Um, And so it's just been, like, my thing in the morning. But typically I have that, and then I don't eat for, like, several hours because it's supposed to be, like, a meal replacement. But I'm still always fucking hungry after I have that. But anyway, so I was, like, I had that. And then I was, like, eating, like, oranges, and I was eating, like, cheese, and I was eating pickles and things like that. And, like, I was just, like, snacking a lot, but I wasn't eating, like, big meals. I wasn't finishing things. Um, And then, like, we had gone to this one place, and I had, like, half of my sandwich. Like, I was really craving, like, an an IHOP sandwich, like a, you know, ham and egg and cheese. My sister is loud as fuck right now. Um, So... I, we got it delivered. We got it like, um, Postmates or whatever over to the hotel room because I just like needed it. And I literally only ate like a half of a half. Like I was, it was just, it was weird. I I was like not, I just didn't have a very big appetite, which I don't know. This is like a thing for pregnancy. So if you've been pregnant, then this probably doesn't sound weird to you, but it felt weird to me. Um, and then, um, I don't know. There was like this really big shift that happened where then all of a sudden I didn't want anything and I would like open the refrigerator and look at everything and be like, nope. And I would open the pantry and look at everything and be like, nope. And I would be like, what do I want? And I'd be like, nothing. So, um, and that's, I'm still currently in that phase and it's actually been horrific because my husband is gone 
and he is the one that cooks like he is very good at cooking and he makes all kinds of great things and I am a creature of habit and I will cook something and I'll just eat the leftovers for like a week like that's just what I do um but I have gotten into a comfortable pattern where he is the one that cooks like all of the time and um I when he's been gone I have been kind of reverting back to that like okay I'll make something and it'll last me all week and whatever um I've had zero desire to touch anything um to make anything I eat a lot of chicken and um the idea of doing anything with a frozen chicken or a raw chicken is not happening (laughs) um so I just haven't been in like a mindset to be able to make anything right now because it's just like it severely is grossing me out so that has been an issue um he thankfully comes home next weekend and then is home for good so I am so thrilled Um, but I literally just have been like in this state where I know I'm hungry and I know I need to eat, but I just don't want anything. And I was doing so good at first where I was like, I'm going to eat all these vegetables. And like they, like my, my, I almost said my brother, oh God, my sister and Tommy were both like weirded out because I was like ordering these vegetables, like unprompted and like whatever. And they were like, look at you go, like whatever, because I literally hate vegetables. Like I hate them. Um, and so I was like taking it very seriously. I'm like, I'm going to eat so fucking healthy. Like I'm going to shove vegetables down my throat. This baby is going to turn into a vegetable, like whatever. And that has gone out the window because it has been, um, probably, probably two weeks since I've had a vegetable and it was green beans that I was shoving down my throat. I don't know. I don't know the last time I had a vegetable, but I can't, I can't. Um, I, Tommy cut up a bell pepper for me and I took it to work like before he had left and I was able to eat that. I was like, oh, this is like a spicy green bean. This is fine. Um, so I bought two bell peppers because I was very ambitious. And the smell of the pepper grosses me out. Like I can't cut it. It just grosses me out. Um, and my mom and my sister were out of town, so I was kind of on my own. And it was just a hot-ass mess. But anyway, um, we've now reached this junction where I... Like, I've kind of been going through this situation where I'm just like, fuck it. Like, if if something even remotely sounds good, I'm going to get it. And so I've done that a couple of times where I've gotten, like, Taco Bell or I've gotten, like, chicken or I've gotten, um, I got, I wanted, like, I think I'm craving cheese. I think that's, like, ultimately, like, what I'm craving, um, if anything. And so I got, um, mozzarella sticks and I had, like, half of them like it's just like not I just like I I don't want anything and like once I have it I don't want it anymore and then um so I keep trying to like just indulge myself because I'm like god if there's just something that you want like just tell me I will get it and like fucking make it work and so like at this point um I'm surviving off of grapes and crackers pretty much um I have thrown up um, it started out very slow, um, and it was, like, I threw up, like, one time, and it was, like, no big whoop, and then all of the sudden, in the last, like, two weeks, or week and a half, I don't know, um, I throw up daily, pretty much, um, if I don't throw up, then it's a good day, but pretty much throw up multiple times a day, um, I, I know a couple times I've thrown up in the morning, and I know it's because my stomach is empty, Um, and then I have now recently been throwing up when my stomach doesn't like something. 
Um, so I really like these like breakfast bowls, like those Jimmy Dean's breakfast bowls. I eat those for lunch sometimes. And um, they have like potatoes, eggs, cheese, and bacon in them. So they're like, I don't know, they're like decently healthy. They're probably not great because of the bacon, but um, I threw up one of those. And so that was very unpleasant. Um, I, my mom made muscatoli for me because that was something I felt like was whatever that I could eat it and I threw it up. Um, and it's just like, I keep trying things and I keep throwing them up and it's not working. Um, so I'm hoping my husband will get home and I'll be able to eat something. Um, because he has a larger repertoire of recipes than my mom does or I do or whatever. Um, I have made myself a grilled cheese a couple times, and that has been good. That's why I think I'm craving cheese. I also, I normally eat, um, like, pepperoni and black olive. That's normally, like, the kind of pizza that I eat um, from, like, Pizza Hut or something like that. There are a couple of places that I'll eat um, pepperoni and hamburger, but the hamburger has to be, like, really good quality hamburger, um, and those are, like, local places that are in St. Louis. That's the only the only place I'll get hamburger from, but typically I get pepperoni and olive from, like, Pizza Hut. And I, when I went to go visit my husband in Memphis, I was, all I wanted was just like a pepperoni or a Pizza Hut cheese pizza. I just wanted cheese. And I was like, that's really weird. So I got like half cheese, half pepperoni and olive and I ate the cheese and I didn't eat the other half. Tommy ate the other half. So, um, I think I'm craving cheese. (laughs) I think that's like the only thing I want is cheese. Um, but I love cheese before, so that's not super surprising to me. It's just, like, heightened, which is great because it's probably a requirement that our kid likes cheese. So, we're not complaining by any means. Um, but, like, the grilled cheese, like, making a grilled cheese took, like, every ounce of strength. I was, like, on the phone with Tommy, and I was like, all right, bitch, you can do this, da 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 And I was like, I need you to hype me up. And he's like, you're doing a great job by yourself. You don't need me to hype you up. Because I'm like, there are single women that don't have partners that can cook for them, and they have to cook for themselves. You can do this. You can do this. da 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 And, um, yeah, I had to, like, hype myself up to make a grilled cheese. That's, like, the level of energy I have. So, I have not made fucking squat. I have not cooked anything. Um, I have, I'm not kidding. I, I eat grapes. I eat crackers. I call them my emotional support sleeve of crackers because I have a sleeve in my purse. I have a sleeve on my nightstand. I have a sleeve in the other room. I have a box here. I have a box at work. Uh, I was talking about how we were out or how I needed crackers the other day. And my oldest nanny kid was like, well, eat some of our crackers, Sam. And I was like, David, I've eaten all of your crackers. I opened that box and I'm the only one that ate them. I ate the entire box of crackers. Um, So we had to go buy more. But I have been eating pretty much nothing but crackers and grapes, which is not a great diet. Um, I have been trying to eat other things periodically. The only motherfucking thing that I can eat that doesn't make me nauseous that doesn't upset my stomach afterwards, that I have literally no side effects from, the only fucking thing I can eat is fucking SpaghettiOs. Like, SpaghettiOs with meatballs. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Like, listen, we grew up poor, so we had SpaghettiOs. Like, that was, like, a thing, okay? Um, and so I don't know if it's, like, a comfort food. Because, like, my husband and I, my husband had 
my husband also grew up pretty poor. So he is kind of the same thing, which is nice to have the same kind of comfort foods. So it's just like a thing where like every once in a while when we're at the grocery store, we'll just like get a can of SpaghettiOs because it's like, oh, that sounds good. You know, it's like, I don't want to know what it is and it's going to make me sick thinking about, but it's just like this food that you just like can eat and just feel like a kid and it's just like a soothing I don't know um so I got like I got like spaghettios I got like soups I got like stuff like that because I was like I'll try all this stuff and like my husband has been making me soups from scratch and so it's like to eat a chicken noodle soup can was so disgusting it was so disgusting um but for some reason like I have eaten so many different things And it has upset my stomach afterwards. But SpaghettiOs don't upset my stomach. And they don't make me nauseous. And I have not thrown them up yet. And my husband said he's thrown up SpaghettiOs before. And it does not hurt. So I have high hopes that if I do end up throwing up the SpaghettiOs that it will be okay. But for whatever reason, those are literally like the only thing that I can eat that I can keep down. And it's difficult because for lunches, I typically would eat like turkey and cheese or a sandwich or pepperoni and crackers or whatever like I I very much am like meats cheeses crackers like those kinds of things like that's what I would eat for lunch and so the fact that I can't have deli meat right now is fucking killing me all I want right now is to dip turkey and mustard like I just want to dip like deli turkey and mustard or like deli chicken and mustard like that's all I fucking want right now and I can't have it and it is devastating Um, and all the kids rub it in because they're just like, look at me making this sandwich. Look at me eating these pepperonis. Like I brought this monster bag. Tommy literally the day he went to the grocery store and got the pregnancy test, he bought a monster bag of pepperonis because I fucking love pepperonis and I can't eat them. So I took them to work for the kids because I was like, well, I can't eat these. So have at it. Um, so it has just been a little bit of a nightmare trying to figure out something to eat and, um, there's just I don't know what to replace that stuff with like I need to replace it with like chicken like cooked chicken like that kind of thing um my my sweet aunt she I was telling her I was not feeling good and I needed to eat chicken I've eaten like no protein like this baby does not want meat um and she was telling me or she like I was coming over to visit her and she like got on the phone and ordered a delivery from the grocery store and she got me grapes and she got me a rotisserie chicken that she like pulled apart and um she just sent me home with a bag of stuff and it was so sweet but the chicken had like a flavor like a very mild like just like you could barely taste it and it grossed me out so I couldn't I I ate some of it but I couldn't eat it um I was eating like hard-boiled eggs because like this is probably a good source of protein and like I don't really like eggs as it is I have to be like in the mood for eggs um and so but like hard-boiled eggs I pretty much can always kind of get down on for the most part like I that doesn't bother me um yeah can't do it um pickles were like my jam in the very beginning and like I am a pickle queen. Like, I love pickles, but, like, I'm not super into the idea of eating pickles right now. Um, And it's just, like, it's kind of been a nightmare. And then it's really bad at nighttime because, like, I just don't want anything. So that has been a complete disaster, trying to find something that I can eat. And like I said, I'm really excited for Tommy to get home because 
hopefully he can help me. I just, like, have these, like, magical ideas that he's going to come home and it's going to be so much easier. Um, but then there's this whole, like, nausea situation. Um, it's not been going great. It's, it's, uh, painful to puke some of the things that I have thrown up. Um, I've had some burning in my throat and it's not been great. Um, grapes don't feel great coming back up. I've only thrown the grapes up one time, but oh my God. Um, actually, I guess that's a lie. I had like grapes and cereal and that came back up and that was not good. Um, it's just been not great. And I know this is all like super duper TMI, but you're going to just have to deal with it. Um, and then what was I going to say? Oh, it's, it's kind of shifted to night sickness now. Um, I am throwing up in the evening at work and when I get home from work and that's just been a whole lot of fun. Um, I called my husband crying because I volunteered to help with PSR, um, at the, it's like the Catholic schooling for children, you know? Um, and I had to back out because I am just throwing up all the time at night now and I can't go sit in a PSR classroom and not run to the bathroom and I can't I'm I have like such like I feel like like anxiety about trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat for dinner now um and so like the stress of like trying to figure out because I would have to go straight after work so the stress of like trying to plan like a something for me to eat at the end of the day after work before PSR and then go to PSR like I just that's so much stress and pressure and my boss was like well you can just go get something in the middle of the day like you don't have to and I'm like I know but like it just doesn't work that way so I was like crying and I was like I feel so guilty and he was like you're fine so I had to bow out of that and that made me really upset but I just like I literally it's just I'm so sick I'm so sick constantly I'm nauseous constantly um, it's, like, never-ending. I've tried, like, pregnancy drops and, like, that kind of stuff, like, to, like, help with, like, nausea. I think I'm gonna try, like, I think it's, like, B6 vitamins, maybe, or whatever. My husband's, like, do we need to talk to the doctor? And I'm, like, no, because, like, comparatively, I think that I'm fine compared to, like, other women. Like, I'm not, like, puking my brains out. I'm puking, like, small amounts, and it's, like, not I mean, it's pretty much every day, but it's not necessarily every day, and it's not necessarily multiple times a day. It's just kind of like whatever. Today, I only threw up once. Yesterday, I threw up three times, like, you know. Um, But I think that my happiness level and my pain tolerance is very – my happiness level is very high, my pain tolerance level is very low. And I don't like to be inconvenienced, and I don't like to be uncomfortable – so I am a little bit of a princess and I don't like how I'm feeling right now. And so I feel miserable, like I want to die. And I think that that is perfectly normal. But I also think that for me, um, it feels like the world is ending. But I think that for the average human, this probably wouldn't be that bad. So we'll see. If it gets worse, then obviously we'll talk to a doctor. Um, I was so excited because when I found out, I was like, well, I need to get prenatal vitamins. And so I went and I got Ollie prenatal vitamins because Ollie is the brand of multivitamin that I take. Um, and I, we really like Ollie. We have, we are like an Ollie fucking ad. My husband has like 
Ollie night night gummies. My mom has Ollie night gummies. Like we have, I have Ollie night gummies. Um, I don't have gummies. I think I have pills. Um, my husband and I both have like the men and women's like Ollie multivitamin. Like we are just stocked in Ollie and they have a prenatal vitamin and I took it and it is delicious and it is a gummy and it is so cute and adorable and fruity and delicious and I already said that and um I went to the doctor the next day and she's like I'm gonna prescribe you a pregnancy a prenatal vitamin and an iron pill and blah 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 and this motherfucking prenatal vitamin is a goddamn giant it is like a big long horse pill and it fucking sucks so I went from one day of these fabulous gummies and now I have to take these fucking monster size prenatals and I am hating it so yeah um I'm not doing great (laughs) but it's okay I'm also tired as fuck that's honestly like all I've been really dealing with is being tired and being nauseous blah blah whatever um I'm tired as fuck I am tired all day long I have been going to bed at nine o'clock which has been fabulous And I wake up at 7. So I'm getting a full 10 hours of sleep, which is unheard of. Um, I've always been someone, though, honestly, if I don't get, like, 8 hours of sleep or more, I think think my sweet spot was 9 hours. But if I didn't get at least 8 hours, I was a complete crab. Like, I was just a fucking crab. And I just don't function. I need sleep. I don't know what my deal is, but I need it. Um, So when I and this is just something I've been doing unconsciously but I've just been going to bed at nine o'clock which honestly it is oh it's only eight o'clock right now um I was like it feels like it's like close to my bedtime um so I have been going to bed at nine I've been waking up at seven so I've been getting 10 hours of sleep every night and then sometimes a couple times I've been going to bed at like 8 30 or 8 or something And so I've been getting more than 10 hours of sleep. And normally when you sleep too much, you know, you wake up and you feel like terrible. I feel great every single morning. (laughs) There was one night that I stayed up until like 10. I was like watching TikToks. And the next day I felt tired. So I definitely have a new bedtime. It's 9 o'clock for all of you who are interested. Um, And it has just been, you know, just... It has just been what it is. I've just been tired. Um, at work, I've been, like, it's it kind of hits me, like, around, like, 3 or 4 o'clock where I kind of, like, get, like, groggy and tired and sleepy and whatever. And um, it sucks, too, because that's typically when my youngest nanny kid wants to do his, like, daily reading. And so, like, we're reading and I'm just like, oh, God, I can fall asleep right now. Um, I've, like, kind of, like, zoned out, like, kind of, like, zonked out a couple times. Um, but for the most part, I just, like, kind of relax in the afternoon if I can. Um, if they're working on something or whatever, I just kind of, like, sit down and chill if I can. Um, it hasn't happened every time. It hasn't been a perfect system yet. And so then, of course, when I come home, if I didn't get to, like, sit down, then I'm just, like, exhausted when I get home. But then I pretty much come home and I do nothing. Um, I've been trying to actively take Jameson for a walk every day because I know that 
I need to be doing something, even though I'm tired. I had all these aspirations that I was going to do yoga and I was going to swim and I was going to do all this shit. And like, I'm too fucking tired right now. So I've been told that the next trimester I will have energy again and that'll be great. And then I'll be able to do all this stuff. But like a fucking men to the women that just like keep on keeping on because I can't. Um, so I have been taking Jameson for a walk every day and I feel like it's like a good bonding thing for him and I, especially because obviously we're nervous about how he's going to be with a baby because he's not the best dog, but we're all fairly confident that he will get used to it. He's pretty good around babies. He's, um, he was around Michael when Michael was little and he was always like really protective and like Michael could sit and fuck around with him and he was fine um and then I didn't want to chance it when I lived in Vermont because the baby was um like a very special angel baby so I didn't want to do anything to hurt her or her parents um not that I want to do anything to hurt Michael but Michael's more rough and tumble um so I didn't want to risk it but he was always very curious and interested but he was never like aggressive towards her um he's aggressive towards people he's aggressive towards dogs he's like got fear aggression and he is a looney tune and it's just not great and it's all because molly has fear aggression but molly is the size of a fucking step stool and nobody's scared of molly but jameson is a big ass dog and everybody's scared of jameson so it's not been great um but we are fairly confident that they will figure it out that he will figure it out um, Molly is, like, a fucking little mom. Like, Molly is, like, a nanny. She's, like, Nana from Peter Pan. Like, she's, like, these are my children. I'm taking care of them. She, like, is all about it. So, we're not worried about her. Um, we're mildly worried about Jameson. But we are not those people that, like, get rid of their dog because their kids don't, they, you know, whatever. Like, we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. Even if it makes our lives ten times harder than they already are. Um, we are definitely on the team where, like, Jameson is ours. He's our responsibility. He's our dog. And um, no matter what happens, like, we are going to make it work. We're going to put him in the best situation possible. We're going to put the baby in the best situation possible. And if that means that they have to be separated forever, then they do. I don't know. Um, But we're pretty confident that he will be okay, especially with a baby that's not going anywhere. Um, That is just a part of our lives every day. So um, stay tuned because that could, you know, change but um I've been walking with him because I feel like it's good bonding um it's so funny because Molly totally knows this podcast is going to be eight hours long I'm, I'm so sorry Molly totally knows Molly um has she started acting before maybe even before he found out she started acting really territorial about me and she would like get mad if Jameson would get on the bed Jameson doesn't sleep with us at night Although he has been kind of sleeping with me when Tommy's gone. And I, you know, it is what it is. I'm lonely. Um, But Molly has always slept with us because Molly's small. Jameson's giant. So Jameson doesn't sleep with us. He sleeps, he's got a big ass bed on the floor. Um, So, but if he gets on the bed like in the morning to like snuggle or like before bed when we're just like hanging out, um, she will like shoo him off the bed. She's like, get the fuck off the bed. And it's typically like anytime he's on the bed, he's typically laying on me. And so we realized, like, she was being really mean to him, but we're pretty sure it's because she, like, knows something's going on, and, um, she's, like, already trying to, like, guard this baby, and so it was kind of funny. It's also kind of, like, 
it's probably also not funny because like she's being territorial but she's also really fucking old so she gets away with murder um but we it's just been interesting to see like them kind of react to the fact that I'm having a baby um because I I do feel like Molly definitely knows I feel like Jameson is like aware that something's going on but he doesn't know what is going on um but so I feel like we I've been trying to like take walks with him and just try to like bond with him and like really focus on like look like this is this is what's going on like we're good everything's good nothing's gonna change like we're gonna still take care of you but it's also been really good for me because I've still been doing something active because I literally just want to come home and lay on the couch and not do anything so at least there's that I don't really know if I have anything else to say I'm trying to think I just want to get all of our baby thoughts out here um we are very excited to find out the gender just because I don't know how the fuck people wait um they have some kind of willpower that I just don't have I wish I knew right now like I wish I knew today I know there's there's like for or not fertility there's like blood tests that you can take um and you can get but it just seems silly because we're gonna find out eventually so it seems silly to like that we need to know now I do want to start buying like clothes and stuff because I'm just like itching to do that and I feel like I thought it would be easy to find gender neutral clothing and it's not um There's, like, obviously boutiques and stuff that you can buy from and, like, specialty baby online stores. But, like, that shit's expensive and I just want to spend, like, $9 on a onesie and I don't want to spend $30 on a onesie. So, like, I think H&M has some stuff, like, that I've kind of, like, been messing around looking at. Um, But on a whole... All of these websites, like all, like, you know, typical, like Old Navy, Carter's, blah, 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 whatever, they make you decide if you want girl clothes or boy clothes. They like make you choose that. And then it's like girl clothes and boy clothes. Like, I was like, I'm sorry. I thought it was 2021. I thought we don't care about gender. What the fuck? Like, it was so weird to me because my sister is always going on and on about how she's like not gonna, she's not gonna identify her baby as a gender and all this stuff. And I'm like, good for you, but like, I don't have the brain power to do that. Like, my kid is a girl if she comes out a girl, and she's a boy if she comes out a boy, and if they want to change that, they can do them. And if they want a baby doll, or if they want a truck, they can do them. That's totally fine. I don't care. But, like, to try to, like, go against, like, society right now just seems, like, very difficult. And, like, society would need to shift as a whole for me to do that. Um, I'm totally down to do that, but I need, like, everybody to do that, so, like, we're not the weird ones. Um... So, yeah, um, I just kind of assumed that a lot of people feel that way, that a lot of people are like, you know, gender is blah, 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 and like we should, you know, it should be neutral and this, that, whatever. I just thought that there was so much of that these days that I thought for sure I would be able to find gender neutral clothing, and it's not easy. Um, What I've kind of been doing is like looking in the boy section and then finding things that are labeled boy clothes. And then being like, okay, like, this would work. Because these are, like, more neutral, whatever. Because I don't want, like, a lot of crazy patterns. I don't want, like, a lot of, like, whatever. Um, But I also don't want just, like, all... I feel like a lot of the basic, like, onesies and things are blue. And I don't love blue. 
I think it's fine. Like, if we have a girl and we put her in blue, like, that's okay. But I'm looking for, like, green and gray and yellow and, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm not looking at fucking... I'm not looking for pink and blue, but pink and blue is literally, like, all there is. It's, like, so wild to me. Um, And I just really would have thought that in this day and age that that wouldn't be a thing anymore, but it is. Um, I mentioned I joined this Facebook group, and it has been really good because literally every single person in the group is like, this is how it is. This is what I'm going through. Is anybody else eating Taco Bell and, like, whatever? And, like, it makes me feel good because everybody else is like... I really want to eat healthy, but, like, all I want is this, and, like, I can't keep anything down, so I'm just, like, whatever sounds good is what I'm going to do, and, like, that makes me feel really good, because, like, we're all on the same page. Um, I keep, I keep laughing, because there was this one person that was, like, you guys are cooking, um, and it reminded me of the We Are the Millers kid, where he's, like, you guys are getting paid? Um, it's just really funny, but, um, I am just, like, really surprised. Oh, that's what I was to say. I joined this Facebook group. So then Tommy joined uh, Dad Reddit, and he is living his best life over there. But he said that a lot of the people over there say that you should just buy both clothes and then return the other ones. But typically people do that a little closer to when they're finding out the gender. So I'm still way ahead of the game and um, have to wait a while until we find out the gender. So I'm just, like, biding my time over here. I bought, like, a couple things, and they are... I think I bought something that was like gray and elephants and then I think I bought something that was I don't know white or something and then we went to buy my baby to just like look around the other day and I got this really cute puppy dog onesie and then there's like there's like three there's like one that's like a puppy dog on it and the second one has like little tiny puppy dogs and like bones and paw prints and whatever and then the third one has just like blue it's like a navy blue with like little streaks on it or whatever so it was in the boy section and it's definitely more boy-ish but it's totally fine for a girl jay the drinking of the water um so it's totally fine for a girl but and like my sister and i keep saying like we'll just buy boy clothes and then we'll slap a bow on the baby's head if it ends up being a girl because if it is a girl, this baby's getting bows out the ass. It's going to have the biggest bows, and nobody can tell me nothing. Um, I like to pretend I live in the South. Thank you so much. Um, so, see, this has been another thing. This has been another thing. Molly is trying to hunt me, and it's not okay. Um, so, yeah, I want to buy stuff, and I can't. So, I mean, I could buy, like, I can buy, like, toys and stuff because I know what – I am anal as fuck. I have had a list – I have had a list planned out for five ever on what we need if we get pregnant, like forever. And it's so funny because it's like the the rationale behind this that we were going to use this list is like probably none. But like after working with kids for so long, I just know what I like and I know what I don't like. Like I don't like high chairs. I fucking hate high chairs. I think high chairs are so stupid. I hate them so much. I understand the little person needs to sit in a high chair, but high chairs are disgusting and dirty and they fall in line with dishes and dishes I hate. I think they're disgusting. I don't like to clean dishes. I just don't like it. Um, High chairs are the same. Like I don't like cleaning high chairs. It's just gross. It's just gross. And like when you did it in a preschool when there's like a zillion of them, it's just, it's just all nasty. And so when I was in Vermont, 
my nanny family had the $20 antelope from Ikea. And guess what? That bitch was the easiest high chair I've ever had to clean because it's literally got like two pieces. It's so easy. It's so, it's, it's, it's like pretty modern and simple. I don't like that the fucking legs are spread out like an antelope. Like I don't like how fucking bulky it is, but ultimately it's so easy to clean because there's barely any pieces. It's just like very seamless. And I was like, oh, well, this is what we're getting. We're getting this $20 antelope. And then in the meantime, I'm also like, oh, up a baby. We're getting a $300 car seat. Like it's just, you know, there's balance. But I've had like a list of stuff forever because just I accumulate stuff where I'm like, oh, I really like this. I don't like this. I really like this. I don't like this. And so I've known forever. I practically had our registry planned years ago. It's just wild. So that was really fun, like preparing a registry and stuff like that. Like our registry is basically done. Um, there are a couple things I can't find. If anybody knows where I can find a good white rocking chair, holler at your girl because I can't find one. That's not like $700. Um, I need a good white rocking chair and that's about it. And then I want to find bibs, but honestly, I think you have to wait until the gender because the bibs are so fucking boy or girl. Like they're so hardcore boy or girl. Like I can get some boy ones that are like slightly neutral, but like ultimately they're super boy. Like they're super, they're super little boy. Like they're just like, I don't know, boyish. That was what I was trying to say, boy. Um, so I don't have bibs, but that's like literally it. Like everything else I'm like done, locked, loaded. I know exactly what every single thing I want. I know every single toy I want. I know every single everything and it is a great feeling. Um, it's also funny because the family that I nannied for in Vermont, they're actually having another baby this month. And she was like, this is how on top of things you are that you're talking about a registry. And I don't even have clothes for this baby. <laughs> so, um, I, I am definitely type a super organized, whatever. So it would have been like this anyway, but I've had this list forever because this has been the goal, you know, this has been the plan for so long that it's just like, I just add to the list because I'm like, well, eventually it's going to happen or it won't. But if it does, then we're going to be ready. And it's been nice because we are prepared, at least in that regard, that, um, you know, I know what I want. It's so funny, though, because as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I don't know anything about having kids. Like, I don't know anything about taking care of kids. And I was like, snap out of it. Like I've been doing this for so long. I've been nannying and working with kids for so long. And all of the information like went right out of my brain. Like it just like disappeared. And I was like, I don't know how to do anything. Like, I don't know how to do anything. And it's like, how do people that don't have the experience that I have, how do people that are like accountants have babies? Like, how does that work? I don't understand. Like an accountant marries a carpenter and then they have a baby. And then how do they know what to do? Like they just read books, I guess. Like it's so funny to me because I'm just like, I have years of experience, over a decade of experience. And I am quaking at the thought that I might forget something. And I don't remember how to do something. And not only do I know what I'm doing, 
but I was the lead in an infant room. I worked in the infant room. I know what I'm doing. It's so banana sandwiched to me. And all of the families that I've worked for have had a baby. All of them. Like, they've all had babies. Except for the devil family that we don't speak of that happened in Vermont for a hot-ass minute. Um, Like, they've all had a baby. So I've done nothing but babies. And I just feel like a dummy for for a moment. Um, So I just, I'm concerned because I'm like, what do people do that don't, I don't know. It's weird. Um, the other thing that I wanted to just, I don't know, I guess vent about, um, is it's so weird to me because I guess it's, I I think it's especially like prominent right now because it's this time, um, early on in the pregnancy that this happens, but I'm in this group with all these people that are expecting to have a baby in March and, it's kind of happening where, like, this sounds so bad, but it kind of is like they're dropping like flies. Um, and they're not, obviously. There's, like, hundreds of people in this group. But there are a lot of posts about women that went to the doctor and they didn't have a heartbeat. Or women that found out they're having a miscarriage or whatever. And on the one hand, like, I feel for you. And, like, I, you know, I'm so sorry that happened to you. And I you know, obviously hope that doesn't happen to me. And I want these people, like, I would assume that this is like a community for them that they can like talk to you. But on the other hand, it's like, this is all of our biggest fears right now. This doesn't feel like a safe space for you to be posting about this. Like I want people to talk about miscarriages. Like I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to, you know, I want people to be able to have outlets and things like that, but it just almost feels like this is not the place for that. Like all of us are on pins and needles hoping that we get through to like another month or so so that we're all like in the clear or not in the clear, but you know what I mean? Like mostly, most likely in the clear or like whatever. And it just feels a little like, ah, can you post this somewhere else? Like it's not fair and I know it's not fair, but I do know that if I miscarried I would not post it in the group I would just bow out of the group um I also am lucky that I have other outlets uh this podcast being one of them I've already said I will use this podcast as an outlet if I were to miscarry this child so I do appreciate that people need outlets and that people have found like a sense of community in these baby groups but like it feels so uncomfortable and just like and everybody's like trigger warning trigger warning and it's like ah this just feels like maybe not the and like it's the best place because obviously like we all can sympathize but it's like also the worst place because we all are praying that that doesn't happen and it's just like a a constant reminder that this can happen and it's just like fuck it just feels ah it just feels not great um but obviously like I'm not gonna you know tell people they can't whatever you do you but it just I don't know I just needed to get that out because it just feels a little icky but I understand I do understand and I want them to be able to like get it out but it just I just don't know if this is the best place for that because it just feels like ah you're putting also 
also, side note, there are a lot of women that are like, I stopped throwing up today. Does that mean that I'm not okay anymore? And I'm like, Lord, child, take a deep breath. And like anytime one single symptom of theirs changes, which I believe is what happens during pregnancy is like your symptoms change. Um, But anytime like one single thing changes, they're just like, this happened. Am I okay? Do I need to talk to the doctor? And I'm like, ooh, just like let's all calm down a little bit. But again, I guess it's like this time period where everybody's like on pins and needles and everybody's worried about miscarrying. So I guess I get it. Um, I will say... This has been a little bit of hell for me. And I have a few times referred to this baby as the spawn, the evil spawn. Um, Alex Karev, if you will. Oh, I didn't even mention that. My freaking doctor, her name is Catherine Shepard. Are you kidding me? And she looks like April Kepner. It is like a Grey's Anatomy wet dream. It is, not only is she like the nicest fucking person in the world. She's like such a nice lady. She's so nice. I feel so comfortable with her. I like her so so much I like her so much um but also her name and just like her demeanor is like April Kepner and I was like this is amazing um total accident that this happened she's the only girl at my at the place that I went to and I was like yeah I don't really listen it's fine if you have a guy it's fine if you're a guy and this is your thing but I just don't really understand I don't understand anybody's desire to be an OB um gynecologist I don't I don't I don't I don't get it I don't understand anybody's desire to be a doctor to be perfectly honest because I think everything is gross but uh I definitely don't understand the desire to be a gynecologist and I don't understand a man's desire to be a gynecologist so I have never been one to want a male uh gynecologist so I've been female all the way um and she's the only female in this practice and I was like what the fuck and I was like well give me her and then afterwards I was like oh my god her name's Catherine Shepard um so that's fun. I feel like I've been talking for eight hours, which I know I actually have been talking for a long time. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like they are like really on pins and needles. Oh, oh, I know what I was going to say. So I've been calling this baby the spawn, like evil spawn. I've been saying that um, it's just like just not been great things have not been going great I'm straight up not having a good time there was some girl that posted in the group and she was like fuck this baby fuck this pregnancy fuck this blah 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 fuck not being able to eat anything fuck this nausea like whatever and I was like a fucking men (laughs) because um I don't feel like people talk enough about all the bad stuff about pregnancy like um I think people just paint it in like rosy colored glasses and then they have the baby and they're like oh my god it's worth it and it's like is it worth it though I don't want to do this ever again like I don't know like if this baby doesn't want to take for some reason which I'm talking very lighthearted about this and I hope people understand that I'm not I'm not treating this topic as lighthearted I'm just saying if this were to happen this is how I keep my mental health in check if this were to happen I'm like there's part of me that's like I don't know that I want to repeat this performance. Like, I always thought that I wanted to have a baby, but, like, I never really thought about the pregnancy part of it. I just wanted to have the baby. And so, like, to have this uh, not being able to eat and, like, not have any, like, autonomy over my body is horrific. And I don't like it. And uh, I also like having money and um, just factoring in all of the things that this baby needs and whatever. I was like, you know, um, if this baby wants to jump ship, 
I understand. And I think we'll be okay. <laughs> like, and I'm just trying to rationalize it in my head and I'm trying to make it make myself okay if something bad is to happen because I feel like I'm on a little on edge because of PCOS and things like that. Um, but I feel like I I feel like the fact that this even happened at all is like such a blessing and it's been so shocking to us that I feel like even just knowing that this could happen is great. And so if it doesn't end the way that we're hoping it will end, then that's okay too. And this was a nice little foray into motherhood for us or for me, fatherhood for Tommy. And, um, you know, maybe we'll try again. Maybe we will definitely not because I don't want to feel like this and maybe we'll just adopt. Um, but either way, um, trying to be lighthearted about it because I do know it's a possibility. Um, I have high hopes that it is going to be just fine. Um, but yeah, fuck this pregnancy shit. Like fuck this, like being sick. Like I don't like it. Um, this whole time I've been like gripping my stomach because I feel queasy and I probably need to eat some of these crackers right here, but I just, um, I don't know. It's not been sunshine and roses. And my mom and my grandma keep making it worse by telling me that they never had morning sickness. So lucky me, I guess. But um, yeah, it has not been the most pleasant thing I've ever done. And I'm just hoping that it, once I hit the second trimester, that things will start feeling better and I will not feel so terrible because right now I don't feel great. And I would like to be able to just like not be concerned about what I'm eating. Like I would like to just eat to be healthy and not be like freaking out like what can I eat that I'm not going to throw up right away. Um, So that has been a fun thing I didn't know I didn't ever want to do. So if you're still hanging on, um, I don't think I could possibly talk about anything else. Oh, I guess I could talk about our names. Um, I don't know. I, I always hate it when people are like stingy with their names. Like they won't mention the name until after the baby is born. And I think that's really fucking shitty. So, um, if you don't like these names, then keep it to your motherfucking self. Um, if we have a boy, we're naming it Thomas because Tommy is a junior and that was just like that was like one of our first conversations I feel like was if we have a baby and it's a boy we have to name it Thomas and I was like what the fuck I like the name Thomas though so it's fine um and then for a girl we've had several disputes um a girl has always been kind of up in the air and throughout the years we've kind of changed our we've had like names that we've like thrown into the ring and that have kind of been tossed back out of the ring at one time we were gonna we were interested in the name Autumn because we started dating in the fall, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now I'm like, oh, God, why were we thinking that? Um, I really like the name Hannah, and Tommy does not. I like the name Hannah because there is a story in the Bible about Hannah, and she is really wanting a baby, and so she asks God, and God ends up giving her a baby um, because she like can't have a baby. And her baby, she named Samuel. And so I feel like it's like a weird reversal where like 
Samantha comes from Samuel, obviously, and I was not able to have a baby. And so if I were able to have a baby, I could name it Hannah. So I just really like that. Tommy thinks that everybody would call her Hannah Banana, so that's not a good name for her. <laughs> um, so that's honestly the reason why he doesn't like it. He also says that Hannah is not an alpha name. It's like a beta name, and she would be the beta in the group. She would not be the alpha, so we cannot name her. And I'm like, you've never seen Hannah Marin, but she is a badass bitch, so whatever. Um, I also like alliteration, so I think Hannah Kubitschek is cute as shit, um, and I really like that, but whatever, he doesn't like it, so that's off the table. Um, he likes the name Isabel, and I don't, because I like Isabella, and he's, like, not into it. Um, I have a cousin named Isabel, and he met her several years ago when we were first started dating, and he was like, she is the most gorgeous child I've ever seen, and he just has been obsessed with the name Isabel ever since. Um, and she's also mixed with her mom is Hispanic and her dad is white. So it's the same kind of situation as us. So I think he was like, this is what our child's going to look like. And it's going to be so great. And it's going to be so adorable to name her Isabel. Um, another H name, the only other H name that we have potentially talked about is Haley. Um, and the only honestly reason that could be a name is because it has the H alliteration and then also um Haley and Nathan's story from One Tree Hill I know this is like gag me it's like so stupid but um their story is kind of similar to my and Tommy's situation um and they do this like always and forever thing and Tommy and I do that too and it was not because of One Tree Hill um so we just have like similarities with them and we um vibe with that whatever um I think that Haley is pretty far down on the list though or not far down on the list I guess Haley is technically my um one of my top ones if Hannah is not one of my top ones um we have some other names um we like like Kennedy we like Reagan um we've like thrown around Morgan because that that was my last name um and then the one that I am into the most right now, which I never thought I would say, is Peyton. Um, it is like banana sandwich to me because I hate Peyton from One Tree Hill. Like she's not my, she's not my person. But because um, I'm Team Brooke, you know. But um, when we were looking through the names, I I kind of like saw it and I was like, huh. Like I don't mind that, and I like how it sounds with our last name. And then. Um, I like how it sounds with our middle name. The middle name is my grandma's um, middle name, my grandma who died. Um, it's Elaine. So I really like Peyton Elaine. I think it's cute. And I think it sounds like fancy. Um, and it actually, it works for many reasons. Um, it works with the fact that um, obviously Peyton from One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill is like my absolute favorite. So like there's that tie-in. Um, Tommy went to the University of Tennessee. So Peyton Manning, which is also a thing. Um, and it is technically derived from the name Patricia, which is my grandma's name. So I, which is my grandma who's still alive. So I think that would be cute, especially since her middle name is going to be the name of my grandma who died. Um, I think that that name has the most significance for us and that's always been something that's been important to us is to have a name that means something to us and not just a name that we picked out of a baby book. So right now I think Peyton is my like number one. Um, I think it's maybe his number one too unless Isabella is still up there. Um, but 
I don't know. We just like it. Um, I also think it sounds kind of like Irish. I don't know if it's technically derived from Irish, but Patricia is, so I guess it must be. Um, and we've, we've kind of always been into like Irish names. Like our dogs have Irish names, Molly and Jameson. Um, Molly is named after fucking Molly Malone. Like it's like a kind of an accident, but it's not. Um, and Molly's name was actually almost Morgan, which I think is funny because Morgan, we've just kind of kicked around for a while. So, um, we have Irish dog names and we plan to continue that. Like after these dogs die, which RIP, love you guys. Jameson is finally laying down and is snuggling me and not making noise. Um, we have, I think we like, what I think we like Limerick, I think is the next dog name that we have picked out. Obviously it depends, but um, we're kind of into the Irish thing. We're both Irish. Um, I'm like, you know, probably barely Irish because I have so much shit in my whatever, but Tommy's like super Irish. So, um, we've kind of always been into like those kind of names. So I think that Peyton just like really works and I think Peyton fits and, um, I guess I didn't really talk about it, but the fact that, um, this baby is going to be born in March makes me so fucking emotional because March is St. Patrick's Day and March is like lucky and it's like all this stuff. Um, March is Molly's birthday. Molly's birthday is, um, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say, July, January. Molly's birthday is March 17th, so she's a St. Patrick's Day baby, and, um, my sister is born March 31st. My mom, dad, and aunt are all born on, were all born on March 18th. Um, and we have a family friend whose birthday is, I think, the day after I'm due, um, Ada, who's my nanny kid, she is March 5th, so March is just, like, a giant-ass month, um, and I think it's, like, super, super lucky for us to be having a baby that is going to be born in March, and I think it's really exciting, and, you know, if for some reason it came early and it was, like, actually, like, literally a St. Patrick's Day baby or fuck my life if it were born on the 18th like everyone else, um, that would be fun. Um, we also think it would be funny if the baby were born on April Fool's Day, just because this is, like, the biggest joke, where it's just, like, are we having a baby? Is this serious? Um, but we, I don't know, so I think that Peyton works really well with, like, Irish themes, and, like, March, and whatever. I think it's just, like, really cute. So, those are our names. Don't be mean if you don't like them. I don't give a shit if you don't like them, um, but that's, like, what we're into right now, and I think that, um, I mean, it's obviously weird if we have, like, a Tommy, Sam, and Thomas, because it's Tommy and Thomas, but I guess, you know, we'll figure that out, um, but then if we had a Peyton, it would be Tommy, Sam, and Peyton, and we think that those sound good together, so I don't know. That's where I'm leaning right now. I have the right to change my mind, but that's where I'm at, um, and I think that's literally all of the pregnancy things I have to say, so... Um, this is the reason why if I don't read any books in the month of August, this is why, because I've been tired of shit, because I've been pregnant, um, and I don't know what that's going to mean for my August book podcast, but we will see. Um, I have been doing absolutely nothing. My podcast the last couple of weeks have been literally on the fly. I've been like recording them the morning of or like the day before and then like quickly trying to edit them and throw them up um 
no pun intended, I love this podcast and I want this to be a commitment that I stick with because I really enjoyed getting to do this and I think it's good for me to continue to have an outlet. I think I'm dropping bookstagram and it makes me sad because girls in white dresses is such a fun name and I don't think I'll top that ever anywhere and I maybe I can change my podcast name I don't know but I really love I really love bookstagram like I really love it and I think it's so fun this like book community but like something's got to give and I don't think I have it in me to deal with bookstagram anymore because I've just never thrived there and I'm not going to it's just not my outlet talking is my outlet I keep getting jealous because Sarah from Sarah Says has a blog now she's just like writing her things down and I'm like god I wish I could do that and I started it and I just I just can't this is my medium talking into my phone in little voice notes is my medium and I just don't think I can have another medium and honestly this is something I can keep up with a baby like no problem because it's just talking and like babies don't give a fuck and you know you already have to deal with me being like Tucson stop trotting around stop drinking water stop barking stop being annoying and he's like why are you talking to me what's going on oh don't fall off the bed um so now you can just hear me be like um, baby, can you stop crying for five seconds so I can finish this podcast? Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I got to get there first and it's been a long ass eight weeks. So until next time, friends, ciao.